You're wrong. I'm okay. Wait, Uber is Nazi supporters? Where did the babies come from? Welcome to Unethical Podcast. Got it. Got it. Recording, Recording in progress. Um, yeah. We got Darren Wood with us from uh, Defense Diaries podcast, guesting with us today, um, which is awesome. It's good to have Darren on the show. We had him on Private Dicks, but I want to have him on the main show. I was going to bring you in with Bob, but I was like, fuck that. Bob can be on. I was going to question Bob. You got to come on in a fun episode. So yeah, Bob, Bob doesn't again. like um, for the public to know that I outshine him. <laughs> <laughs> it's so classic, though, right? Bob's the face and you're the brains. Um, I mean, yeah, but only because, like, by happenstance, his face is available more. Not because it's better. I didn't yeah. say that. <laughs> no, no, I was just, I had, look, man, I was just, I wanted Bob to hear me say that. Yeah, you can't reverse oh, it. Will. You can't do it. The only reason you're the brains and he's the face is because if you were the face, who would be the brains? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Take that, Bob. <laughs> I don't know how we want to get into this, but I was thinking like you got um, talked about Gacy for an entire season. I kind of want to talk about that for a second. Talk about Gacy for an entire season. I am bringing you on an episode with a guy that I think is worse than Gacy in a lot of ways. I think he's probably one of the worst people that's ever lived. That's and that's bold. a big, that's a bold statement, you know. Well, I don't know who it is uh, yet, so I need to exactly, I mean? what, exactly. Yeah, so when I know who it is, I'll be able to be like, oh yeah, yeah. I'm on the edge of my seat. I am yeah. ready for uh, the Elohim to come and resurrect him, yeah, so yeah, exactly. that they can. Uh, the ticket buys the whole seat, but you're only going to need the edge. If you guys do catch on who it is before I get to the reveal part, uh, go nuts, say it. Uh, I'm just not going to agree. It's obviously Jesus, right? Yes. It's Jesus. Yes, it's Jesus. You got me. <laughs> Episode over. Hail Satan. And let's call it a night. <laughs> yeah. I got a question for you guys then. If I told you that one of the worst people, that one of the worst, if not the worst person, I, in my opinion, that's ever lived, where do you think that person would be from? What country am I bringing you to today? Let's let's just see if you guys can guess. <laughs> see who's who can we think. get a country, or do we have to pick a country too? Just pick just pick the country, and I'll tell you if you're right or wrong. I want to see what country you think the worst people come from. That's what I'm trying to do right now. <laughs> Colombia. <laughs> Colombia. Okay, that, that's a good guess. They do some fucked up shit out there. What do you got, Darren? Where are real bad white people from? Um, Go back. Nice. Quebec. <laughs> uh, it's a great, it's a great Ween album. <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to Austria. Why are you today. assuming it's white? Why are you assuming it's a white guy? I'm just not going to point the finger at anybody else, man. You know. Oh, yeah, can I no, change my true, answer? Yeah. 
<laughs> <I'm not doing> <laughs> That's why I said I'm going to let her fall for this first. <laughs> We're going to Austria. It's Austria. Damn, I was thinking Austria. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, Austria, home of homeland of Arnold Schwarzenegger and the inventors of the sewing machine. And white the first folk. postcards were sent in Austria and white folk. Uh, today, uh, we'll start off by meeting a guy named Joe. Uh, Joe was born on April 9th, 1935. The Austria they don't talk about, that's when he was born, uh, the, the Nazi Austria. Joe Sr. wasn't a substantial figure in Joe's life. Uh, he was actually kicked out by his wife, Maria, for cheating on her all the time. This is when Joe was about four years old. So he never really met his dad that much because his dad later died fighting as a stormtrooper in World War II for the Nazis. So fuck Joe Sr. Eh. Good night, Joe Sr. Piece of shit. Hey, he's a veteran. He's a veteran. That's right. Oh, yeah. We only we have to respect the good veterans. The Nazi veterans, no. we don't have to respect them. Do we have to respect Not according Nazi to one star reviews? We don't. All dead <laughs> veterans matter. Okay, I'm sorry. They, I guess, cool Nazi veterans. I, I'm sure. I don't even know what to say now. You got me fucking frazzled for that. I don't want to support Nazis, but you're right. The one star reviews don't like me making fun of veterans, so I don't know what to say anymore. Hashtag all dead veterans matter. <laughs> yeah. I said that's not based on decisions off the one star reviews, you know? Yeah, exactly. That's that's a good idea. I'm a little late for that. His whole life, he just lived only with his mom, Maria. Uh, she was a Nazi-era German single mom. So just fucking think of that. Tough as nails. Uh, she raised Joe with a certain structure and discipline in his life. She wasn't like the hugging your kids type. She was more like the beat your kids ass until they act the way you want them to type. You know, those moms. Sure. She also berated him with insults all day long, terrified him a lot. The only thing they did together, though, that Joe, Joe says later in life, the only thing they ever did together was go to church. Everything else, she's like, like, never, never with him. Always on his own, but church. So Jesus is the bad guy. You figured it out early on, Darren. Be here all night. <laughs> Why is Jesus the bad guy? He united a son and his abusive mother. That's true. But Jesus. One day a week. Wait, what? That's the only thing that the bitch of a mom would bring him to. So obviously Jesus is the most evil thing. She's not very nice to him at all. She beats him and stuff. But the only time she ever hangs out with him is because of Jesus. There's got to be something bad going on. Thanks, Jesus. Are you saying that she brought him to Jesus so that Jesus could molest him? Yeah, sure. Why not? <laughs> all right. A loose interpretation. A loose interpretation. <laughs> yeah. He, he called himself later in life. He calls himself as an alibi child meaning that his mom only had him to prove to the world she wasn't barren and could produce children. So the Nazis didn't think she was like less than. Oh. Yeah. He also said later in life that Maria, he was kind of like Maria's husband, which I find fucking weird. Usually you see, he did say it at the end of the sentence. He said like, I was the man of the house. But he was like, I was kind of like her husband, you know, the man of the house. But why would you say the husband part? Ugh. You know what I mean? Like, Freud, man. It's not that Freud stuff, you know? Yeah, you just made it weird for every single mother ever. Thanks, dude. I guess. It's just, sorry, but I mean, 
mean, why did you wipe? Dude, if you get older and Jack starts calling you his wife, is that weird? Yes. Yeah, okay, good. I'm going to shut that shit down pretty fast, honestly. Yeah, it's, it's weird. I don't know. Maybe it's not. I don't know. I'm not a single mom, especially Nazi Germany single mom. Grow up and get yourself a wife that didn't birth you. Exactly. Joe was known to be a good student, described to be one of the best pupils in his class. Uh, after primary schooling, he went off and got a degree in electrical engineering. Sometime in 1955, Joe meets his future wife, Rosemary. They met at a cafe and a week later, Rose Rosemary was bringing by this house to meet the family. I guess this is normal speed back then. Like, fuck, man. She was 16. He was her first boyfriend. Um, and then a, mu- a year later, they're married. She was 17. He was 21. Yeah, I guess. But I mean, I've done a lot of these historical episodes where like he was 45 and she was 16. And you're like, man, they're bad. Like, this is at least good for back. That's not just that let it go. He wrote the Raven. <laughs> Uh, I'm sorry, I can't. So like a, he cut his ear off reference, but I guess wrote the Ravens the same joke, right? She's talking about Edgar Allan Poe. Yeah, I mean, but I, I was gonna, I was gonna do a Van Gogh thing because he did the same thing. Oh, did he actually? I mean, I think he married a cousin or something. It's the same ballpark. Oh yeah, I didn't know that. I maybe yeah. I'll do a Van Gogh episode one day. I know he's got some fucked up shit, like he cut his ear off and shit. But what did he, what did he do with that after? He mailed it to her. Are you serious? He gave it to a woman. Yeah, put a stamp on that shit. Might actually do something about that because I've never read any. I know that's a story. I just don't know any context but that's cool that's interesting i wonder if mike tyson's a van gogh fan yeah yeah <laughs> he's selling weed gummies now that are shape of bit ears i know i was like too soon it's only been 20 years man too soon come on <laughs> did you even ask holyfield probably not douchebag but holyfield is the head button motherfucker he deserved that ear bite hey man it, we all deserved it we got what we deserved with mike tyson a lot of entertainment i love that man i think he's the probably i'm sorry i'm tangenting here but i think he's probably the most famous person in the world i also think that he's probably gets like the least likely to turn it around award but he did it anyway you know that's what i mean that's what i'm saying yeah. he's like the only person who i know that can get by, uh, like, I know he did his time and everything, but he had, he's fucking convicted rapist, but he's fucking beloved. I'm I'm, I'm pretty, um, pretty gung-ho on the, like, the Believe the Lady situation, but I don't know about this one. Have you read that story? I have not. I just know that he has that on him. So maybe I'm being ignorant right now and there's more to it. Well, I mean, I'm not, you know, I'm not saying that you, I'm just saying that, it, um, I think she said that he forced, um, oral on her. Like, he went down on her and she didn't want him to. He admits to a lot of stuff. I don't know why he would not admit to that. Everything else, he's like, yeah, I did it. I'm a piece of shit yeah did it a bad person really hmm. yeah i know he talks a lot and he does he doesn't mind sharing his stories i didn't know it was just about going down on a chick and he is maybe he just doesn't agree though like i i, I know what you're saying obviously it's wrong yeah. if he did it and um yeah i don't know i don't want to talk about this anymore sorry i I brought this on myself yeah no it's good it's good for you to take a second and remind richard that sometimes you know black men aren't guilty (laughs) richard oh my god we're actually having a a side chat going about how we're going to repeatedly remind you that you're a racist person yeah well that's that's a constant i'm not but i get it all the time now so i guess i am All right, sorry, back from the tangent. Rosemary, on the other hand. I'm sorry to interrupt you already. I was really fast. You just started talking. Um, What year was he born again? Did you say 35, 33? 1935, yeah. Okay, that's that's a curveball. Yeah, that's a curveball in the year. Yeah, yeah, they had a little bit of an age gap, but not terrible. They got married in 56. She worked in a kitchen. He was considered uh, like a very smart person. And he found someone that he liked because she would be very subservient to him, which I guess is very normal for the times, but he had control of everything, which is what he wanted. She never had a boyfriend before and he's smart enough to just like, 
take control and evil genius. He just took advantage of her being dumb. That's all I'm trying to say. She's not smart enough. Was he good looking? Uh, in this day, I would say he's average looking man. Yeah. Was she good looking? I'm gonna go with not so much. She didn't sound like it. Yeah. Uh, not so much. <laughs> but there's a pictures of her, but she's like in her like I don't. I've never seen like a young when she was like in her prime pictures. She's like older by the time the pictures I've ever seen of her. So maybe she would have been good looking, but I've never seen anything. Prime time. AKA when she was 16. Yeah. yeah. 17, <laughs> they got married. I'm not a perv. Oh, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> so they had their first child in 1957. 1959, Joe's mom, Maria, moves in with the newlyweds. Right. She moves back in with her son and lives there until she dies in 1980. This woman that never wanted to spend any time with him, she's like, I'm moving in. Oh, uh, the Austrian dream. He, he actually, he was a very good businessman by the time she moved in. He owned like a... a like a little apartment building that had like three floors and 10 apartments. So she had, she moved in with him in an apartment, you know? Oh, okay. Yeah. So she still didn't have to spend any time. With him. Yeah. I bet you they are going to tell you right now they didn't spend much time together. Yeah. That new tenant in the building. Yeah. <laughs> Professionally, Joe did very well for himself. Like I said, he, he stuck in the construction bill uh, and engineering field until he retired 60 years at 60 years in 1995 from sales to manufacturing to design. He did all the different parts of the engineering and construction. He owned his big uh, house, which was like an apartment building. Like I said, he had a bunch of real estate. He, that's how much, like he was making a lot of money in Austria at the time. And he had a bunch of different real estate, a bunch of different tenants. That's how he could retire so early. He had a bunch of people paying rent and that's kind of how he subsidized his family and all that that's the dream amstetten austria is where he ended up planting with that house i think i know who it is yeah you think you know who it is do i push a button or ring a, ring a bell what do i do, do I just <laughs> christy put in a bell I, I don't care you could say who it is i'm just not going to answer if it is that person or not so if you want to say it perfect but i'm not i'm not going to tell you if it's that person we'll get to it okay he also bought a like a guest house slash in type thing at a, in a campsite on Lake Mondesi. And him and his wife ran that for 25 years as well while he was doing his construction stuff. He gave that up in 1996. So a year after he actually retired. So he retired fully. They had six or seven kids. There's a lot of different, I think it's seven, I think. But there's like 10 different places uh, that have different answers for how many fucking kids this guy had. So I'm going with seven because one of them were twins. I'm pretty sure. So he had seven kids. All right. That's fucking lots of kids. A lot of kids. Yeah. I have two. I have five brothers. So. Oh yeah. Was it chaotic growing up? (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Uh, Yeah. Yes, it was. Yeah. Their daughter, Elizabeth was the fourth born. Elizabeth was Joe's favorite daughter. Uh, He took especially great liking to her. He's the reason that we know this story. She's part of the reason. Yeah. She's the story is more about her actually than about him. I think I know who it is. Uh, he wanted to be a good father to her. So uh, his father left him when he was a kid and he never felt like he had a father. So he didn't want any of that for his kids. He wanted to be a good dad, but he was strict. Leave him. He went to war and died. That's just a war. A Nazi. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He got kicked out before the war anyway from his because he was cheating on his wife. Yeah, but again, he didn't leave. I bet he did not see that coming. Huh? Huh? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I had to. He had the structure in his life when he grew up. He didn't want to like do what his mom did. Like he didn't want to be that bad. But he looked at them like I'm a successful man. Look what I did. My mom gave me this that kind of structure. You guys deserve that too. I take that from this guy's mentality just for what comes. Even though he favored Elizabeth. Uh, when she got into her teens, she was the family trouble child. She was constantly striking, uh, skirting her parents' rules. 
her parents would tell her to do something, she'd uh, she'd just go against it on purpose. Basically being a teenager. And, And in 1982, Elizabeth finished her mandatory schooling and soon after entered into a waitress course. Now, I'm not really sure why Austria has waitress courses. That's what they're calling it. Maybe it's like a hospitality thing or something. But I've I've seen dudes that work at Starbucks with barista diplomas. So I don't know. Fuck. Uh, she was 16 at the time when she started the uh, the waitress course. And then January, right after she started the waitress course in 83, Elizabeth runs away from home, putting Joe and Rosemary into a terrified frenzy. The police find her a few weeks later hiding at a friend's house in Vienna, which is about, I, I think it's 45 minutes away, 45 or an hour drive away. Isn't that just called moving out? That's what I thought. Yeah, she was like 18 and double high school and shit. Until you're 19 or until you're 18, you're still a ward of your parents. So they went and found her at her friend's huh. house an hour away. Yeah, she got home. She returned to the waitress course. But now her dad was talking like how she's the trouble child. She started getting a reputation of being the bad one, the runaway. Before it was just teenager stuff. Now she's like troubled and doing drugs and everyone's believing this stuff, right? What kind of drugs? Just drugs. She's on drugs. I got to save matters. her for drugs. No, but it matters to us. But the thing is, that's what he's telling people. He's not going into specifics. Nobody's asking that. They just go, oh my, Mar- uh, Elizabeth is such a bad girl. You know, I, I feel bad for you, right? But I assume the key point is that she's a runaway. Exactly. But he's he's adding all the other stuff. She ran away. How that must have been so scary. Good thing you got her back, you know? But he's just, he's offering this to anybody who asks. He's not trying to keep it a family secret. He's just telling like, man, oh man, she's the troubled one. She's my favorite, but she's the trouble. How's the family? What kind of drugs are they doing? Wow. Elizabeth. After uh, the waitress, she finishes the waitress course in 84 and she gets a job offer in Linz, which is another city that's close by. So she's like, I can move out now. Perfect. I'm getting a job. This is mid 84. So by August, 1984, Elizabeth ran away again before she could start her life in the new city waiting tables. She ran away for the second time. Remember this part of the story. Okay. I just want you to remember this where I'm going here. Sorry. Why are you, yeah, why are you calling it running away? She's finished high school. Wouldn't that make this her? Is what they're, this is what her dad's saying. This is her dad saying she ran away again. But she's 18. She's she's 19. She's 84. She's 18. She's 18 at this point. I feel like one of them should have brought this up by now. It's not running away when you're 18. That, that's what they're called. That's what he's telling them. What a psycho. Yeah. So this is part of the story I just want you to remember. Okay. So, so when she ran away the second time, the mom, Rosemary, promptly reports her daughter missing right away. So and then everyone started looking again. Police couldn't find her anywhere. Uh, no one in Linz had seen her. So that's when it got started getting really worried. Like she's not, she didn't actually make it to her job yet. So now they're just beside themselves, Rosemary and Joe. They're just worried sick. You know, I bet one more so than the other. Yeah, one's a little bit more sick than the other, I would imagine. Uh, and then about, about a month later, Joe and Rosemary get a letter that's dated September 21st, 1984, and it's postmarked at a post office from a nearby town. Now, it's the letter from Elizabeth. And according to the letter, she had enough, she had enough of living at home and she was safe living with a friend. Also, she warned her parents, do not look for me or I'm going to leave the country. Okay. <laughs> This is definitely Elizabeth. <laughs> yeah, Elizabeth wrote it. It's her handwriting. Her mom said it's her handwriting. She signed it the way she would normally. Joe was terrified now because he kept telling everybody she joined a cult. She's in a cult, guys. And everyone was like, my God, she is in a cult. Look at this letter. It's her handwriting. She doesn't want to be found. I don't know what to do. She's an adult now. She ran off to the fucking cult. So the adult calls him, you know, she says, don't find her. Oh yeah. All of a sudden now she's an adult. Exactly. Police, police went, I don't know. She's not a missing person. She's, she's missing. She has an handwritten letter. That's the end of that. 
the power of the postcard oh. in Austria, you know? Yeah, exactly. The first postcard ever. And like, like face, face recognition postcards in, in the 50s or 80s or whatever. The Reagan, the Reagan administration. Yeah, yeah. Her family missed her. She never came back, though. Uh, but they did just hope that she was safe in that cult with her friends uh, for 10 years. And they get no word from Elizabeth mm-hmm. until May 19th, 1993. Joe and Rosemary have a box in the front porch. What's in the box? What's in the box? What's in the, What's box? In the box? What's in the box? Is it Gwyneth Paltrow's head? Yeah, no. They open up the box and there's Damn a baby it. inside. A whole baby? Uh, a whole baby. A nine-month-old baby girl. <laughs> And beside the baby, sorry. But you're about to say what's in the box of the baby, and that was more interesting than what I was going to say. So I got you. (laughs) Beside the nine-month-old baby girl, there was a letter from their displaced daughter, Elizabeth, with no envelope or return address. The letter said, and I quote, Dear parents, I am leaving my little daughter, Lisa. Take good care of my little girl. I hope that you are all healthy. I will contact you again later. And I beg you not look for me because I am doing well. You will probably be shocked to hear from me after all these years. And with a real live surprise, no less. I breastfed her for about six and a half months. And now she drinks milk from a bottle. She's a good girl and eats everything else from a spoon. The end. So Joe and Rosemary are in shock and they grab, they pick up their grandchild. So we're going to take her in. Uh, a year later, they ended up adopting Lisa. They were nearly 60 years old at this point. No return address. Do so you think she really mailed the baby? I think they think she dropped it off. On their stoop, they looked out there and there was a box. She must have ran. She's close by. But also, you, you know, there's no need for a return address then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if so, she, maybe she mailed the baby. I don't know. Maybe she mailed the baby. I have a quick question. There were seven kids and she was the middle child, right? Yeah. Okay. So at what point did they have no more of their kids in the house? It was hard to figure out. Uh, they still, when Lisa came, their kids were gone, I believe. Okay, all the kids were gone. Yes, I'm 99. But they were still around when Elizabeth first left. Yes, this is an Austrian case and there's a lot to it, but not their early lives. It's really fucking tricky because a lot, I'll get into why there's not. There's enough, but not like the specifics of the kids. None of them came. What happened later on, the courts say, fuck off media with this, leave them alone. And they get injunctions and shit not to be able to like go and bug the family. So it's hard to get because why would anybody care about these people until this happened? So there's nothing dug up on them before this. So it's hard to get anything on them. You know what I mean? I don't like that it was a letter with the baby. I feel like it should have been a postcard. Yeah, exactly. A postcard with like, what's an Austrian fucking like something in the front? Like you're just a a landmark in Austria. I don't even know what. Hey, what's an Austrian landmark for 600, Alex? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Beep, beep, beep. I don't know. What is your fucking dumb? All right. So yeah. So they're nearly 60 years old when, when Lisa shows up at the door, but they adopted them. And a year or soon after the adoption in December 16th, 1994, in the vestibule of their house, Joe and Rosemary find a baby in Lisa's stroller. Another one. Okay. Shut the yep. fuck up. Sorry. Just another baby just shows up in the stroller. Okay. Not long after Lisa's adopted. Maybe you think Austrian stacking babies. Like Russian nesting dolls? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, like I said earlier, they, it's not really their house. It's like more of an apartment building. They have like tenants and shit. So whatever. They're like, what? Maybe this is someone? I don't know. So confused, Rosemary picks up the baby. And as soon as she does that, the phone rings. Rosemary goes and answers the phone. And she swears to God, it's Elizabeth on the phone. Swears to God. 
All right. Elizabeth asked her mother to watch her second child named Monica. This is a quote. She says, I just left her at your door. And then she hangs up. This is the last time, Elizabeth. Stop leaving babies at our door. We'll take Monica, but fucking no more. <laughs> Stop leaving babies on our door. You got to draw a line somewhere. She didn't even get a chance. She hung up too quick. She was trying. She was probably said, no, this is the last bit clink. Oh, that bitch. Terms. I have terms. Uh... <laughs> they were sh- they were in shock about this. Rosemary was like, what the fuck is going on right now? Not because of the baby. The baby, sure. That was already the fucked up as it is. But Rose and Joe uh, had gotten an unlisted number. They changed their number after when Elizabeth went missing. This was a pretty big story in uh, Austria. So the media were hounding them. So they got an unlisted number. Nobody knew their number. I feel like they're focusing on the wrong part of the story, man. They're focused on how did she get our number? Uh, why is she leaving these babies at our fucking house? Well, that, that was part of it. But I mean, Joe was more than happy to have them in. How old is this baby? This one here is six and a half months, I believe. So this is younger than the other one. Sorry, this one here is uh, nine and a half months. Not six and a half. Oh, so about the same. Yeah. So she abandons them right around nine months. Yeah. I mean, a mother start- can only take so much, you know? Jesus. Yeah. yeah. Are these going to like just turn out to be like not even her babies? She's just been like snatching babies and leaving them there? <laughs> that would be a different story. <laughs> Frame her parents for kidnapping. That'd be a funny. <laughs> <laughs> Revenge. <laughs> so the police wrote that down about because the mom said it a bunch like she, we have an enlisted number. So the cops actually wrote that down. That's in that's in reports places. So. Uh, how the fuck she find it out? So the cops start looking around. Who would know the phone number? Nobody's fucking seen Elizabeth. She can't be far. She's dropping babies off. She's not putting them through the mail. Where the fuck is she? So in the meantime, police can't find her anywhere. So Joe and Rosemary taking Monica. They they don't adopt her. They foster her for some reason. I don't know why they don't just go into adoption, but they they do that. Should have an exit strategy, you know? Yeah, it's <laughs> it's definitely a strategy. Don't they make money if they foster it? Uh, yes. Are they are they loaded though? They're pretty wealthy people. <laughs> that doesn't matter. Rich people are rich because they're fucking cheap. <laughs> yeah, he's a piece of shit. <laughs> uh, the third child was dropped off at their doorstep in 1996. Yeah. Oh my God, more babies! (laughs) Another one was dropped off in a box. Real original. Exactly. So a couple years later, they got a third one. Uh, His name was Alexander, and Elizabeth's parents took him in, fostered him just like Monica. They're going to have like as many second generation kids as they had first generation kids at this rate. At least she had a decency to make it a boy this time. (laughs) 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 So... Now they're watching the kids full time. They got a bunch of kids. They don't hear from Elizabeth for another 12 years. On April 19th, 2008, a 19-year-old girl. another baby? A 19-year-old girl claiming to be one of Elizabeth's other children shows up at the doorstep of her supposed grandparents' house. Wait, how long has she been missing? 24 years. No one's seen Elizabeth at this point. No one's seen her in 24 years. 24 years. And then how old are the, all the other kids now? The other ones the other ones are varying of age, but they're younger. Uh, this one here is a 19-year-old girl. The, the other ones are like, uh, sorry, 12. This one would be 12, 15, and 16 or something like that. Okay, so she had like four kids in like that we know of in that like 10-year span. Okay. Yeah. Jesus Christ. She could barely walk and needed to be brought to the hospital immediately. She was sickly. She said she was having cramps. And she was biting her lips until they were bleeding. Joe called an ambulance and accompanied her to the hospital a couple hours later. So we put her in the ambulance, goes maybe two hours later to go see what's going on here. By the time she was at the hospital, she was unresponsive and in critical condition. Oh my God. It's a good thing she didn't keep the other three. Fuck. Yeah. Without much to go on, 
The hospital didn't know what happened to this young woman. It was seizures, was there malnutrition, was some sort of genetic disorder. Uh, the girl showed up to her house. She was carrying a note. The note was from Elizabeth. What did it say? She said that she was, <laughs> this, this girl was one of her daughters and her name was Kirsten and she needed medical attention. That's all she said. So now they needed to find uh, Elizabeth because Elizabeth didn't say what the fuck a problem is, what kind of medical problems there are. Uh, they need to talk to the mom or someone who knows. She's just on. running a scam at this point now. She's like, dude, if I like leave a note at my parents' house, they'll do whatever. They'll pay your medical bills. It's just like some crackhead she knows. Yeah. She's like, show up I also there. I feel like um, having your your go-to plan be find Elizabeth when you haven't been able to find Elizabeth in 24 fucking years yeah. is maybe not the best go-to plan. Yeah. yeah. Let's do this yeah. thing. We haven't been able to do this whole goddamn time and uh, find her. They have uh, they have Elizabeth who clearly wants her daughter to do well. So they figure now they could put out a call for her because she's going to come because they put dude, we can't help you obviously want to save her because you left a note on her. So the only way to save her is if you come here. Yeah, but I'm okay. saying she has, she, she has she mailed her first baby. <laughs> You know what I mean? She put her first baby in the goddamn mail. Just say I, I hate to bring up I hate to bring up old shit and all that, but you know she did mail her first baby. Yeah, she, maybe she's just like the dumb like her mom. I don't know. All right, mm. police start looking for Elizabeth and extensively reopened the missing persons case, uh, listing her as missing now, not in a cult. Uh, so twenty four years later, they reopened the Mutually case. Mutually exclusive. Mutually yeah. exclusive. <laughs> they start uh, they start looking into the sect uh, that they're talking about the the cult that they're talking about. Uh, the police deep looking into the cult, Joe receives a new letter from his daughter, Elizabeth. So this is uh, dated a couple months earlier in January 2008. But uh, I, now I have this. The letter informs Joe and Rosemary that she had another two sons besides Kristen. Their name were Felix and Stefan that they haven't met yet. Felix and Kirsten were both sick recently with lots of seizures and such. Uh, they also had symptoms of paralysis, but it recovered. She also said that uh, Kristen or Kirsten, sorry, uh, had many other health issues. But on the letter, she said maybe Elizabeth and her three other kids would come visit soon. So don't we'll we'll come tell you about it in person. But where is Kirsten at this point? She's in the hospital. In hospital, right? Yeah, she's in the hospital right now. So she's up to six now. Six. She's almost as many as her parents. Okay. Yeah, she's up to six now. So this but this letter was postmarked in the town of Kermatan, Kermatan and her Krems. Oh, Jesus Christ. Which is about 70 kilometers. Yeah, I, I know some people from Kermatan and the Krems. <laughs> and that's exactly how they say it. That's exactly how they say it. Totally nailed it. Thank you. Thank you. Nailed it. It's about 70 kilometers away from Amstetten, which is fucking far. I have no idea. Kilometers? Yeah, sorry. That would be what in miles? 70 kilometers in miles would be, I don't know, 55 miles? I was going to say 47. 40, but 45? Random. I don't know. I'm, I was just randomly picking a number. Yeah, but you guys need to get, you guys need to get onto the efficient system. No offense. How many, how many kilometers was it? It's 70 kilometers. So she sent this letter from 70 kilometers 70 away? kilometers away. Postmark from there. Hey, Siri, how many miles is 70 kilometers? I forgot we have Americans who listen. 70 kilometers is 43.5 miles. There you go. Yeah, pretty good. 43.5 miles for our Americans. AKA reasonable people. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we're up to six babies okay. and... She's she just, in a cult, but she's 70 kilometers, 70 kilometers away, right away. And the police never really had a good lead until now. So now they, okay. they go, oh, let's go search that fucking town. Kermitin Dander Krems. <laughs> it's 43 miles from here. Uh, which is 43 <laughs> miles away. So they're going out there. They go. They leave town to go check. I guess they're calling people too, I would imagine. But they're checking that town right now. 
And when they get there, they go to the hospital, they go, have you ever heard of anybody with these kind of symptoms? Have they ever been in here? Uh, we need to know what's going on. If we can't find the mom, maybe the hospital. No one's heard of her. Where's the lady that gives birth every six months somehow? Exactly. Where's Have you seen some lady who has six children that have come through here? A varying number of kids, depending on who she's mailed recently. That's true. No one heard of her. No one's seen her in in, in uh, that town, Kermitin, Van Der Krams, or whatever it is. Because <laughs> that's not a fucking town? <laughs> it, it is. Uh, but I see a lot of underlining, which means there's a lot of not, a lot of red, underlined red dots. <laughs> yeah, so no one, no one there has ever seen of her. Uh, police are baffled. And the days start slowly passing. Uh, television stations are on the hunt for Elizabeth. Investigators are, don't believe in this cult now. They're like, there's no fucking cult. We looked everywhere. What the fuck is going on here? And a week later, after Kirsten showed up at her grandparents' house, Elizabeth and her other two children, Felix and Stefan, showed up at her grandparents' house. Ta-da! Support for Unethical Podcast is brought to you by Manscaped who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Pubic grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped's performance package is the ultimate men's hygiene bundle. Join over 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code UNETHICAL20 at manscaped.com. Now, 4 million men worldwide that's if i'm not mistaken eight million balls which is way more impressive sounding now i want to tell you i have ever since i got this performance package 4.0 i have been pumped i i i'll tell you the truth right now i am i don't really shave my pubes and it's not because i don't want to it's just because i have uh i have these weird growths in my pube area that kind of like protrude out of my skin so every time i go down there to shave I would be clipping them, nipping them off. So Manscaped was actually good enough to send us a package of goodies here. It's called the Performance Package 4.0. It's got a bunch of cool stuff in here. It's got the Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer. That's what I, I got around the growths with. It's got a light on it too. So I, I was surprised. I flicked on the. I was like, what's this button? Doing? I was like, whoa, I can see the growth close up. But with their cutting edge ceramic blades, it reduces accidents. Uh, they got that skin safe technology. It's just uh, the weed whacker ear and nose hair trimmer i don't have ear hair i want to try it on my ears hey if anybody has like my, maybe i'll go see my dad and i'll get him to but i don't want to put it in his ear and then put it in my nose after just weird but it worked good on the nose i'm telling you i feel like i'm actually getting the oxygen required to think properly oxygenating my brain they also sent me some crop preserver ball deodorant man oh man i i never even knew i wanted ball deodorant you know, I didn't even think my balls really stank, but like now if I'm not wearing it, I can tell the difference. You know, I need it. Can people always smell my balls? And then there's there's the Crop Reviver Toner, which I'm not exactly 100% sure what the toner's supposed to do exactly, but I'll tell you what it does do. It makes my balls feel great, slick, feel like tightening up, like they're gonna get a six pack. Your balls will thank you. And I love how Manscaped is trademarked. Your balls will thank you. So. I thank you for that, Manscaped. They also sent me these boxer briefs, which I'm wearing right now. And my God, these things are really, really comfortable. I was like, everything's holding up pretty good down there. My balls are feeling good. Already feeling like amazing from getting lawn mowed, mowed lawn mowed downstairs. And the whole thing wraps itself up with the packet. Like it has a travel bag, a little leather travel bag. It says Manscaped on the side. It's pretty nice. Uh, you can put all your stuff in there. And you got to shave your nuts on the go. You know, if you're going to a hotel, 
you know, you're gonna have like a sexy time with the girlfriend or the wife. You want to just trim up? You just bring the manscape thing. She'll know what it's for, but like she'll appreciate that you're bringing it. I don't know, man. I, I it's if you want to start taking care of yourself and make those guys downstairs feel a lot more slick and smooth, just go to manscape.com. Get yourself twenty percent off and free shipping with the code unethical twenty. I your balls will thank you. I know it's trademarked, but I'm allowed to say it because I'm part of the team now. So your balls will thank you. Mine are right now. You're welcome. Yeah, I didn't really know I needed this until I got it. Now I realize what I've been missing. You know, don't be me. Be you. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code unethical20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off free shipping at manscaped.com using code unethical20. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. There we are. So they're all there now. They're all there now. They're living color fans. Yeah. They don't end up at the hospital for a couple hours. And I'm unsure what happens between the next couple hours and them getting to the hospital. But I don't think it really matters. They do make it there. Joe takes his daughter to the hospital to go see her daughter, Kristen, and maybe figure out what's happening there. Hospital employees, they're not telling the police that they're here. They just go there to go tell the hospital. Well, the hospital notices Joe and Elizabeth come to the hospital and they fucking call the police right away. They're like, wait, what? What? The hospital workers see Joe and Elizabeth come into the hospital to go like talk to the doctor. They're not telling the police. When did Elizabeth resurface? I missed that. Just now with the two kids. She a oh. week later, a week later, she shows up with two kids. Okay. Yeah, she was with them. Okay. So this is the first time anybody's seen her in 24 yeah. years. She shows up with the t- these two boys. Yeah, Felix and Stefan. And they, they show up. The kids that were sickly like Kristen. One yeah. of them was. Or Kirsten. For sure. Okay. Yes. The cop, the uh, hospital workers fucking see them they're like what are you doing you got to call the cops the cops don't even know so they call the cops right away uh instantaneously the cops get there and arrest elizabeth and joe because they figured out joe's probably lying to them there's no fucking cult anywhere Seems a little fishy joe yeah we're, we're we're gonna we're gonna question you guys all right now the story i just told you was basically the story Joseph told the police uh, over and over the years. So you just told us the lies of a madman. I did, and you did not tell us of this deception. <laughs> no, no, I didn't. I don't feel. I don't feel deceived. <laughs> well, I do. Well, I'm sorry. Elizabeth had a different story. Not Joe. Not Joe. Good guy Joe adopting all those babies that randomly appeared in the strollers. <laughs> Not Joe. Good old Joey. Definitely her handwriting. Hundred percent. That Joe. That's that's her handwriting for sure, uh, and that's that's even with Elizabeth's retelling of the story. Elizabeth had a different story to tell. She was very not eager to tell the police anything. The only reason she even would tell the police, the police promised her she would never have to see her father again. So remember when I told you she ran away the second time? I don't like where this is going. Yeah, I told you to remember from there. You remember that part? Uh, Well, Elizabeth isn't the fucking villain of the story. I kind of tried to make her sound like it. She actually gets Bush of the Week, guys. She's got a huge, nice, well-trimmed, manscaped Bush unethical 20 at checkout. So before I go into (laughs) Elizabeth story i gotta tell you a couple other things that i kind of breezed over since 1981 a year after his mother died elizabeth's father joe had been extending his basement he had building building permits saying he was doing it and everything he, he had no tenants during that little bit of time when he was extending the basement uh the purpose for him to extend his basement to make a workshop but what joe was doing he was building an underground prison remember i told you and he was in, in construction well, he worked for in concrete for a long time. He was the technical director for a company that was developing a machine to pour concrete pipes. A guy that worked with him there said that 
concrete was Joe's specialty. He could make anything. He knew this guy, but he didn't know anything about him. He knew he had a, a wife, but he didn't have any, didn't hear about his kids or his family or anything like that. He could have built anything himself out of concrete. This what this guy says. Richard. He told the family that this Richard. workshop. <laughs> yes. Richard. Richard. Yes. Where did the babies come from, Richard? We're about to get there. Uh, no! <laughs> he told the family that this is a workshop and no one was allowed down there during construction or otherwise. Any tenants that would go down there would be instantly, instantly evicted. And he did it a couple times. People went snooping, he evicted them. The basement could be accessed from steel cellar door from the outside of the house and from the inside of the house. No one was allowed down there, not even the kids. Not Rosemary's, wasn't allowed to bring him coffee. No one was allowed down there. That's all I'm saying. And on August 28th, 1984, we talked about this day earlier when Elizabeth ran away the second time. Uh, what actually happened was Joe asked his daughter to come up and help him move a door into his new basement renovation. Richard. Elizabeth, Elizabeth probably. Where did the babies come from, Richard? <laughs> Elizabeth probably. <laughs> Elizabeth, her ears perked up. She was probably very curious as to what this weird request was because no one was allowed down there, but he asked her to help her. I'm going to go check this out just out of curiosity. So she went down, helped him carry the door down. She held the door in frame as he screwed it into place. Now his concrete prison was perfectly sealed. And as they admire their job well done, Joe comes up behind Elizabeth with an ether-soaked rag, knocks her out. Her father throws her into her new dungeon ah! 35 meters squared or 300 square feet elizabeth's father is joseph fritzel now you probably know that name the monster of amstetten oh where did the babies come from okay <laughs> the whole story about her running away the second time is his story like i said i made up the hey. he one of the best yeah his story i made up the whole he wanted the best for his kids he did not he was a fucking monster uh, one of the biggest monsters, like I said. I kind of breezed pack, past a little bit of Joseph's history, so let me fill in a few gaps. He, his mother Maria, and all of Amstetten were all uber-Nazi supporters. It wasn't like... Wait, uber is Nazi supporters? Yeah, they're uber-Nazi supporters. Big time. Yeah, uber is... I can't. Um, Look how sad yeah, she is. Not, they're not to this day, but they were back then. Hitler came to town in 1938. And when he came to town, the town named him an honorary citizen of Amstead. That's the place this place was. Loved Hitler. Uh, his mom pushed him into the Hitler's youth. She said, it'll be good for you. Uh, he probably would have joined anyway. But this is how yeah. Joseph Fritzl grew up. Nazis. Long before any, any of the dungeon business, Joseph was always a piece of trash. Rosemary wasn't just subservient to Joseph. He, she literally had no say in anything. She put up with this guy for a lot over the years. Rosemary's sister said she often saw Rosemary with bruises all over his face. He was abusive. Can you, uh, what, do we, what do we have to do to make you, like, <laughs> come on, you know what I mean? Like, oh, uh, that's tough. He can't, uh, we can't. Yeah, it's, it doesn't get better. Where did better. the babies come from, Richard? <laughs> it doesn't get better. This episode doesn't <laughs> This episode doesn't get better. Just tell me where the babies came from. I'm getting there. I don't want to. Uh, I don't. I don't want to say that my blow the wad thing yep. is fun at all. Joey's. <laughs> Fritzl would always work late, and in the '60s and '70s, what working late actually meant was he was driving his bicycle around town, looking into people's windows. Uh, he was a fucking peeping Tom got busted for it a couple of yeeping Thompson. He, uh, his wife put up a lot. He would take many solo trips to Thailand. So we can just imagine what the fuck he was out doing in Thailand. Nothing nefarious goes on in Thailand. Oh. Yeah, exactly. 
Uh, when I said sex he was, tourism, exactly. When I said he was strict towards his kids, when I said he was strict, I meant abusive. I just said that wrong earlier. I spelt it wrong on my script. Uh, when he came to the house, the kids, if they had friends over, they'd instantly have to leave. Do not fucking be around while Joseph's there. You're not allowed in the house. And if the kids wouldn't be silent, he'd beat their ass. If they didn't say please or thank you or did anything they didn't like, he'd just beat the shit out of them every time. Uh, oh, yeah. One more thing. In 59, when Joseph's mom moved in with the newlyweds, remember, that was true. I told you about that. Uh, she lived with them until she passed away in 1980. Remember that part? That was actually true. Uh, but little Joseph used to fear his mom when he was a kid. But not by the time she moved in. He fucking hated her uh, so much that Joseph bricked her window in her attic where she lived after 1960 and told all the neighbors that his mother was dead bricked his fucking mom in the attic for 20 years until she died i remember i said 1980 she died 1981 he starts building a dungeon i feel like there was something missing in his life <gasps> Ew. exactly he was the husband of the mom i'm guaranteeing he was raping his mom he was getting banged by his mom as a child i don't know this for a fact no this has never come out but I, that's my theory on this whole thing his mom was banging him and then he kept doing it until she died and then he found a new raper that's not official canon that's just my speculation it tracks now here's what happened really according to elizabeth so here's what happened according to elizabeth now so now they got a little bit of the history caught up to the actually what really happened so remember when I said he took a shine to Elizabeth? He sure did. Uh, she was his favorite. Uh, not in a cute dad kind of way, though. Not in a daddy-daughter day kind of way either, though. Elizabeth told investigators that Joseph started to rape her in 1977 when she was 11 or 12 and continued oh my for the rest of her life. That's why she ran away the first time. That's why she started to end up being a the bad child labeled as the, the rebellious one on drugs. When she got back to, from being taken back from her dad, she told her friends she was being abused. Just no one could do anything about it because she was a minor and her dad was still her dad. Uh, it's Austria in the 70s. When he came back, when she came back and finished her waitress course, she thought, fuck, finally, I'm going to be free of my father. I but Joseph had other plans. Then he asked her for the door favor. <laughs> exactly. He wasn't only terrible to his family. I'll just give you a little bit more here. Uh, October 6, 1967, while Joseph was in Linz, he snuck into a 25-year-old nurse's home. Nurse, not a nursing home, a nurse, 25-year-old nurse. Okay, listen, why would you be 25 and in a nursing home? Yeah, while her husband uh, was away. And he raped her at knife point uh, with a knife to her throat. He was accused of raping another woman a couple months later. He was caught and he spent one year out of a year and a half sentence for rape. Uh, I think this is where in, in jail, I think this is where he came up with the idea for a dungeon or something to hide them. Like he bricked his mom after this. I'm not drawing any parallels there. Yeah. Well, I, that's, I don't mean him being incarcerated. I don't mean that. I just mean he was smart enough to know I shouldn't, I, if I get caught again, I'm like, I can't escape this. I should never get caught. So he thought of a way to like, I'll never get caught if I make a fucking dungeon or a room or something like that. I, I don't know that for a fact. That's not canon either. That's just, I've got, I read a lot about this guy and this is what I figure. But well, where did the babies come from, Richard? We're getting there. Uh, there is one more account of him perhaps raping, but I'm not sure bef before this. It, it says uh, he was attempting to rape a, a woman, but she fought him off and then he got up and he got on his bike and drove away yelling, one day I'll get you, and just scared the shit out. Like, the girl was too big for him. So he's like, fuck this, but I'll get you one day, and pedals off on his bike. But he was never caught again. Kind of, he's kind of caught at the end of this one. Yeah, he was caught. He was caught later. He was very smart, like I said. He, but he also said he wanted a second wife, one that was more subservient than Rosalie, uh, Ro, Rosemarie. 
uh, one that would be at his whim at any time. And that's what his basement was for. And that's what Elizabeth was for. She was about to leave. The babies are coming from inside she, the house. Yeah, the, fo- <laughs> the call is coming from inside the house. <laughs> Fritzel uh, picked Elizabeth. And apparently none of the other siblings were molested or beat or like done in that way. Just Elizabeth. Doobie, doobie. Don't do that. Took a nice shine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, that was um, fucking funny. Yeah, after the ether reg, Elizabeth said that he then handcuffed her to a column for the next two days, uh, raping her consistently. Wait, she was handcuffed inside the prison? Yeah. You'd think the prison would be like would be also be the handcuffs, you know? I get it. I think it's more about the the weird control of like handcuffs, you know. I don't think it ha- it's about being she's already stuck there, right? But her being not being able to even fight back, you know, nothing. She's under his complete control. I wonder if he's the like owns the his um his construction company took off like designing the HH homes maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Evil, evil places, you know. Oh, uh, maybe. maybe Jeffrey Epstein's island. Yeah, maybe he invent maybe he took his cues from HH Homes. Like his basements just got upstairs that go nowhere and like doors that open into fucking acid vats. If, if anything, HH Homes was creative. Let's give him that. If we have to give him a compliment, it's creative. Yeah. I mean, just the whole, like, get gas lines to everyone's room, you know? Yeah. So, I have to say this. Okay, so she was, <laughs> he handcuffed her, raped her for the next two days, kept her in the handcuffs. After that, uh, he took her out of the handcuffs after the two days, and he put a leash on her so she had enough slack to go to the bathroom. Uh, she says she was leashed up for the next six months, at least. It was hard for her to tell days. She didn't have a, didn't have a calendar, didn't have a watch, so she was hard for her to tell time, so she thinks that way. Meanwhile, I don't know if I have to say this a bunch, but he's raping her all the time every three days or so. Comes in a couple every three days to drop off supplies and rape. That's what I wrote here. She'd be left in a room by herself. No one down there. Eventually, he brings her a calendar to watch because she complains about it. Uh, He thinks of her as his wife early on. She doesn't at all. She tries to escape a bunch, but no one can hear. In 1986... Joseph impregnates his daughter, but she loses the baby after she has a miscarriage. Yeah, it was a late miscarriage. He just picked it up like it was garbage and threw it in the incinerator. By late 1987, early 88, not exact dates on this, Elizabeth is again pregnant with her father's child, which is a fucked up sentence for anybody to say. Yeah, his pullout game is fucking weak. He wants to have kids with her. He tells her this. You are my ne- my wife now. We are going to have more kids. You must have my children. You were my wife. Uh, by the time, yeah. By the time, I don't want to know where the baby's. <laughs> well, now you now you asked for it. You're getting it. Uh, this time the baby comes to term Ooh. and it's born on August 30th, 1988. Elizabeth's daughter Kirsten by herself in a dank basement with low ceilings. No one's there to help her go through the uh, birthing process. All she has. Yeah, two kids named Kirsten? Just the one. This is the one. I was trying to give her, um, you know, Celeste. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's somewhere to like, think about adult Kirsten. She's not, oh wait, she's just as fucked up. She's in critical condition right now. Kid Kirsten, oh. God damn it. It's a rape baby from her dad. I don't know which one to think about. Yeah. She's, so what'd she do? Like chew through the umbilical? Like she a had wolf? a scissor. She had scissors and she got, uh, later on we'll find out what he gives her a, little, a couple things. He doesn't give her much. Elizabeth and Kirsten are living in the cellar while grandpa dad comes down and rapes mom every other night. Uh, 1989, Elizabeth is pregnant again. February 1st, 1990, Elizabeth's second child is born, uh, born, a boy named Stefan with only a two-year-old to help her with the birthing process. So the the two-year-old's there to help out. At this point, the two-year-old's pretty well-versed in 
Was it like her third baby she's delivered she's, at the age of two? Yeah, she's showing uh, <laughs> Lamaze, mom. Remember Lamaze? <laughs> I think Lamaze is Austrian. Is it yeah, from Austria? <laughs> now it's time. All three of them living together in the cellar in this little baby apartment thing. Low ceiling, fucking weird place. Dungeon. Uh, same cycles happening. Grandpa's coming down every three days to rape and drop supplies off in front of the kids. How low is this ceiling? Like, can she even stand up in here? Five foot six. So she can, yeah, but just barely. Five foot six is low ceilings. The only reason I keep mentioning low ceilings because it makes a difference later. It makes a difference right now. Well, that too, <laughs> but there's a bigger, weirder, grosser thing that has. Yeah, there's a much, much grosser impact. Late 1991, early 92, Elizabeth is pregnant again. August 29th, Lisa, the third child, is born. This is the one that they bring upstairs. By now, uh, there isn't enough room in the mini prison. And it's getting expensive buying food for two families. That's what Joseph keeps thinking. Man, oh, man, this isn't expensive. I got two families now. He finds out, like, oh, if I were to adopt or foster a kid, I'd get a monthly check from the government. Also, more kids. Keeps Rosalie busy. She's not going to be asking about my where am I going all the time. She's got shit to do. So let's make some money. So to make some money, Joseph gets a good idea. Joseph lets Elizabeth keep Lisa for nine months, and then Joseph puts her in a box. He makes Elizabeth write a note and puts it with the baby on the doorstep. That's why there was no return address. That's right. (laughs) Remember I told you he was a felon because he he had that rape charge, so he's not allowed to adopt children? Well, it doesn't matter because in Austria, after 15 years, your records get expunged. Gone. So if you can last 15 years, murder, doesn't matter. The highest you can put someone in jail for in Austria is 15 years. Doesn't matter the crime. Didn't have a record. So everyone was like, that's his grandpa, you know? So let her adopt. I, I, first thing I thought, I was like, how can he adopt people? Because he's a raper. Oh no, it goes away after 15 years. So I feel like you can hold on to that, that receipt, you know? Yeah. You feel like that should be a lifer, you know? You're going to want to keep that visible where you'd see it. Yeah. So yeah. So he gets the, the there's not much detail in his other crimes. That's why I kind of breeze over them quickly. I know he did the raping thing because the lady came forward later going like i know that guy he raped me in fucking 84 or whatever plus the whole daughter raping for centuries thing, yeah that's not decades thing you know yeah yeah so by 1993 uh after lisa's brought to the upstairs uh elizabeth's begging her dad to make the prison bigger can you just give us a bigger we'll, we'll live down here just make it bigger daddy and at this point it's just one room in a bathroom and apparently it stunk and it was rat infested so after a few months of begging joseph gives in the only stipulation is that he told her kid that they would have to do it the work. They'd have to do it by themselves. It wasn't because they were begging that he let them do it. It was more selfish that he actually let them make their place bigger. He was, he told the investigators later on, he was getting, uh, it was starting to get gross. Like, I don't want to fuck. The kids are starting to get old. I can't just rape the mom in front of the kids anymore. It's getting weird. So he he didn't, he wanted to make a room for them. It was inconveniencing him. Yeah, he didn't want, it was weird <laughs> for him now. I, oh, dude, every chance he gets to be fucking captain of the morality team, he really pulls through, right? Yeah. Over the next couple of years, the three captive family members expand the cellar prison from 35 meters squared to 55 meters squared, which is 380 to 580 square feet. Little hallways to each room, like little fucking barely squeezed through these hallways. And they all dug this out by hand. He didn't give them any tools. So they were shoveling with their fingers, putting shit in buckets. So he would take out the bucket and pour this uh, dirt out as he left they can't raise the ceiling so exactly one room that he made was a soundproof rape room or their bedroom as he called it he basically tunneled like i said made another room so he has about three rooms now they're all just little tiny rooms by 1993 uh, elizabeth is pregnant again for the fourth time monica's born february 94 
by the end of 94 in December is when Monica's found in the baby carriage in the vestibule. So she's had four kids. Those are the two who got sent upstairs. Now a person on the other end of the line uh, that Rosemary swore Elizabeth. It actually was Elizabeth on the phone, but Joseph made a fucking recording of her phone or for saying shit. And he brought it to a payphone. So when the baby was found in the vestibule, he was at a payphone, like calling the house, playing a fucking tape recorder going like you i left my kid on your driveway mom bye so yeah tape recorder with her voice so she wasn't wrong i mean i feel like she still she did notice it was recorded i i agree but i mean when you want something so bad sometimes you know like i don't know i don't know maybe i don't know if, how clear your mind's gonna be when was monica born 1994 i was looking for a loose coincidental connection but i was off by a year late 1995 you guessed it elizabeth's pregnant again this time she was pregnant with twins Alexander and Michael are born 28th of April, 1998. Michael, unfortunately, dies after only a few days after Elizabeth begged for him to get brought to the hospital. And Joseph said, go fuck yourself. Figure it out. If it's meant to be, I forget what he said. If it's meant to be, it'll happen. That's what I think what he said to her. Go fuck yourself is not something he can say. Yeah, no, it's if it's meant to live, it'll live. If it's meant to die, it'll die. And when it died, he just picks it up like it's a piece of trash and throws it into the incinerator along with the other preemie that came out. About 15 months later, Alexander is taken upstairs and found like his little brother and sister had been before. No pregnancies for five years, but by early 2002, Elizabeth is pregnant again with her sixth child. Seventh child, I guess. Felix is born on December 16th, 2002. Uh, this is the only child Fritzl is present for. He actually stuck around to watch that one be birthed. The rest of them she had alone in the basement, each one being born surrounded by more and more children. Fritzl makes Elizabeth keep uh, Felix because he said he and his wife were too old for another one. He was 67 years old. They're going to have to make do in the cellar. Over the years, Joseph would bring food, water, and other treats to the family underground. He brought them a TV and a VCR, uh, which was for him, not for really them. He would bring it and he would use it to force Elizabeth to watch porn with him, like hardcore porn. And then they'd have to recreate the scenes after while the kids are running around. Gosh. They're all malnourished. All the kids were malnourished and no sun, missing teeth, scurvy, pale skin. Uh, like I said earlier, the ceilings were low, six and a half feet. But Stefan was so tall, he could never have uh, stood up straight while he was down there. He was hunched. That was five and a half feet. Sorry, five and a half. I said five. I wrote six, five and a half, but I said six and a half. But yes, five and a half feet. Stefan was too tall. I think he was five foot nine. So he always crouched. Elizabeth's hair was almost white. When they found her, like she's 42 years old, her hair was white, white, white. The downstairs family never had more than one blanket, a bottle of disinfectant, a supply of nappies, a pair of scissors, and a medical book to help in her childbirth. Scissors. Ah, I don't like those scissors. At trial, Fritzl to uh, Fritzl's lawyer tried to make Joseph look good by saying that he wasn't the worst dad. He brought a Christmas tree down during the holidays, so... That was nice of him. This? this is what his lawyer tried to argue at his trial, that he wasn't the worst. Don't worry, he's not that bad. He brought a Christmas tree. I wish Bob wasn't this episode all of a sudden. <laughs> Elizabeth tried to make the best of what she had, teaching the kids how to read and write, run around, walk around, manners. This, this lady did what she could to her parents, and she never told the kids what was actually going on. She never said that I'm we're, we're just locked down here. We're, I'm being raped every day. She kind of like 
tried to shelter them from the fucking terror that was their life. Fortunately, she had to do so with a 380 square foot cell. That's weird. 580 by the time they were done, by the time they were older. But yes, it's very small little. So she actually like the daughter, the Kirsten or whatever. Like that would have been the first time she ever went outside like and was in an actual world. Like that would have freaked the shit out of her. It's amazing she made it to the front door. Like Bane. Yeah. Well, the cops said when Felix, he was like six or seven, I believe, when they when they finally got him. Might have been a little six. Yeah, 2002, April 2008. So yeah, he's about five or six. And he just kept looking at the start. They said it was so cute. He's like, this is fantastic. Like what? He's like, the moon's real. Like, you know what I mean? He's just like, never saw anything. He saw it on TV because they have the TV. Anyways, we'll get to it. Like, they saw they saw enough. They knew things the existed, but they never really, yeah, there's porn, but there was also TV. He didn't want to be a dad on top or bottom. Let's put it this way. Whatever house. He wasn't going to parent. He's not playing catch with them. Here, watch the TV. I'm fucking your mom. It's awkward. We're in three different places and it's awkward in here. Yeah, that's okay. Things continue the way they were until April, 2008. Kirsten, the oldest of Elizabeth's children, starts to get sick, and Elizabeth begs Fritzel to let her go to the hospital. Uh, Kirsten had been passing out randomly lately, and she was having many seizures. Kirsten passes out that night, the night that he lets her out. Joseph panics, and he gives in. I don't know if this is, I think it's selfish too. I think he's like, a baby, throwing a baby in an incinerator is one thing, but like dealing with a 19. Yeah, I can't get rid of a full grown body. Yeah, 19 year old girl is a little different. So I don't know if that's, or if maybe he's getting older. Cause I, there's also like, I heard in other places that he was starting to not find Kirsten or uh, Elizabeth attractive anymore. So they think he was starting to groom his granddaughter, daughter. Gonna say that shit. God damn it. Yeah, so I think that's the secondary reason he let her go to the hospital because she has to survive this. Who I'm not, I'm done with Elizabeth. I gotta start raping the young fucking one now. So I, I'm not sure if that's exactly what it was. That's not canon either. That's just I read a lot about this, so I feel like I'm telling the truth. But there should be some sort of like menopause that takes place. Yeah, not when you're a you're a fucking psycho. I'm sure it slowed down. You know what I mean? I'm sure it wasn't every three days anymore, but it was still happening. So he Joseph stages the return of Kristen. So that he can get her to the hospital. And when the hospital is looking for answers from Elizabeth, he stages her return a week later. Like, wow, she showed up now. Here's the story. And this is the story Elizabeth promised to tell the police if they agreed they would never uh, let him see again. The police were baffled and arrested him that very same night. Uh, It's estimated that she was raped over 3,000 times by her father over the 24 years she was hidden in the basement. More specifically, it was 8,416 days she was locked in the damp, moldy, rat-infested basement. Why didn't they ever try to escape, you ask? Uh, The cellar door access was so heavy that it would be nearly impossible to open from the inside without help. Uh, the one door that went outside. And then the other door, he locked with a contraption to the wall beside it. And every time he left, he'd fiddle with it like a little keypad or whatever. And he said, if you guys try to mess with this door, I'm going to get, it'll gas you or it'll electrocute you. So don't fucking touch the door or you're dead. I'm pretty sure it did nothing at the end of it. They went and checked and it was just him using mind fuckery with them. Like then uh, they lived in pure fear of him their entire life at all times. The tenants would sometimes say they heard things coming from beneath them. And Joseph would talk them down by saying it was a new furnace or it was old pipes or the house was shifting or I'm in the basement working on something or something. He was charged with the following uh, murder by negligence for Michael enslavement 
which was good thing they got him on that. Uh, there's a weird law that no one's been uh, charged with in Austria for a long time was the enslavement one. Incest, rape, coercion, grievous assault, and false imprisonment. Sentenced to 15 years. He was brought to trial in March 2009, where he pleaded guilty for all charges except for the murder of Michael and the grievous assault by threatening to gas the family because he de- denied ever doing those two things. On the first day of court, the jury watched the many hours of taped interview Elizabeth had done with the police. She laid out the entirety of her abuse over 11 hours of interview. Day one would have been tough on the jurors, I would imagine. March 18th, 2009, day two of the trial, Elizabeth comes to court. Uh, She wasn't going to come to court originally, but she was writing a book about her ordeal and she wanted to see some of the trial for color and to like watch him go to jail. He wasn't even supposed to know she was there, but he did notice her. And when he did notice her, he broke down into tears in court. And the next day when he came in for trial, he changed his plea from not guilty to guilty. The 74-year-old Fritzel, who had been sexually assaulting women for over four decades, if not longer, was finally going to jail. This case was gigantic. Press from all over the world was in St. Poulton, a small town near Amsterdam, where they had to move the trial to because they couldn't do it and couldn't get an impartial jury in their own town. Probably nowhere, but you know, it's the same Gacy thing where they had to move counties or whatever. With the large media presence in the town, the local businesses had a field day. Uh, hotel rooms were quadrupling in price. Bars were applying for 24-hour liquor licenses because they heard journalists like to drink. A local restaurant was even selling a thing called a Fritzel schnitzel until the mayor threatened to denounce them publicly if they didn't take it off the menu, which they did. They were like, well, I'm just trying to make money. I'm not trying to be disrespectful. And the mayor's like, shut the fuck up, dude. Don't do that. <laughs> like, wow. I'm just trying to exploit this girl's fucking 24-year horror story. Yeah, yeah. Uh, while the, while exactly. the uh, journalists are in town. What? What's wrong with that? Yeah. Well, what's worse? The fucking hundreds of people that bought it right after too. Like, oh, the Fritzel Snitzel. That looks good. <laughs> what a bite of my Fritzel Snitzel. <laughs> They're all laughing about it. This is the official Fritzel Snitzel rapper. You got uh, life in prison, pleading guilty to murder by negligence for the death of Michael, incest, rape, coercion, theft of liberty, and false imprisonment. He ends up in a facility for the criminally insane. Oh, piss off. This ends up better, though, because in Austria, you get 15 years for life. That's it. You get out most crimes. But if they put him in a, a facility for criminally insane people, they can hold him until he's cleared of his insanity which uh i'm gonna go out on a limb here and say that that would likely never happen i feel like they'd kill him in prison a lot of prisoners are fathers yeah they put him there like i said so he can't get released elizabeth and her children changed her name uh for the trial and she moved into an undisclosed village with all six of her children uh, elizabeth and family's relationship with rosemary is strained but they're trying to make it work fucking bet it is yeah uh, myself elizabeth and myself frankly have a hard time believing rosemary did not know anything of course she did. Of course she if, did. She must. Of course. She was just scared, but I mean, that's not an excuse. Those are your kids. I mean, you know, this is my house. You'll listen to my rules type of situation. She did what the fuck's going on in that house. Oh, for sure. Guaranteed. I, I, I agree, man. Like, 100%. She definitely knew. There's no way she didn't. That's 24 years of, like, she's in a cult, right? Yes, master. I mean, Joseph. I mean, Joseph, he's raping her, too. Oh, for sure. Uh, Rosemary did file for divorce from her husband after she was put into jail. But Fritzl said, no, you're not divorcing me. We're going to rekindle this. He thought he was going to rekindle things with his fucking horrified wife. Uh, Eventually, a couple of years into being in prison, he did agree to the divorce because she never visited him once. He's like, well, if she's not coming here, I'll divorce her. Lost to her. Losing. Loser. Dude, mom issues go hard, bro. Mom issues go fucking hard. What the? She now lives in a little apartment in Linz by herself, penniless. 
selling her crafts on Etsy or Marketplace. Fucking everybody's got an Etsy. She's she's just living by herself. The upstairs kids and the downstairs kids have been in therapy for various reasons, as you can imagine. Uh, The upstairs kids needed to come to terms with the fact that their father lied and their mother didn't abandon them at birth. Father, grandfather, whatever that was. Uh, And the downstairs kids needed help to adapt to light. Uh, They never saw actual sunlight before they got out and their eyes were fucked. Uh, Open spaces were very bad, like being in like able to walk. The opposite of claustrophobia. Yeah, exactly. That's (laughs) Yeah. Not to mention the malnutrition, lack of schooling, being deprived of everything, basically. Uh, Incest. Yeah, 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 incest, exactly. Being deprived of everything but incest. They said that they're getting along, the upstairs kids and the downstairs kids, in the shared home in this mystery village. Elizabeth apparently is dating one of her bodyguards, Thomas Wagner, who's 23 years younger than her. Austria took care of them. They gave uh, bodyguards for the media. They, uh, I hope they... Like they kept her secret or location secret. They said no photos. Kevin Costner, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I uh, will always love you. Uh, one big problem Elizabeth has been with the paparazzi. They found her a couple times and taken pictures. One time they like bust into her kitchen. Uh, no one had seen her in 24 years. At one point, the paparazzi had a $1 million was being offered for a fresh photo of Elizabeth. So paparazzi were being assholes. So Elizabeth and her kids were given new names by the Austrian courts and, courts, and they're protected from the media entirely. It's illegal to take pictures, like haunt them down like that. In 2003, the cellar of the house was filled with concrete after someone bought the place. Before this though, between 2008 in 2013 the rooms were still being rented out being rented upwards of 900 american for these little fucking flats so the weirdo creeps were going there to be like this is where fritzel had his fucking man his little rape dungeon yeah so in 2016 the house sold to a developer who plans to make apartments out of it so they're gonna fucking smash her down which is good 2017 fritzel changed his name to joseph mayroff mayrhoff m-a-y-r-h-o-f-f because of all the hate he gets in prison and in the media he was also punched out in jail and lost a bunch of teeth. So good for you, you piece of shit. Fritzel has yet to show an ounce of remorse, telling journalist Mark Perry in jail in a jailhouse interview that he should look in the cellars of other people and he might find more people locked in basements. He's not the only one. You just go check my neighbor. He's got the same thing. From jail, you're saying other people do crime. Yeah. 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 He, <laughs> I'm surrounded by people. You know what I mean? What a fucking, oh, I hate him. I don't like him at all. This brings back the 15-year stupid rule. This is where I'm going to go back to the 15-year stupid rule the Austrians have. In 2002, the court decided, 2022, sorry, in 2022 this year, the court decided that Fritzl or Mayerhoff or whatever the fuck face we're calling him now uh, should be moved to regular prison. He's still alive? He is. Um, so they say he should go back to regular prison. But then uh, if this happens, Joseph could apply for early release as early as 2024 for serving his 15 years. Prosecutor's office tried to block the decision, and now Fritzl has to go through a psychiatric evaluation to see if he is mentally stable to go through, go be sent to the regular prison. So if he does, and he gets out after 15 years, that would be nine years less than his daughter was imprisoned by him. He's nearly 87 years old and showing signs of dementia, so it's doubtful that he'll be transferred anyway. I just wanted to scare you guys. And that is the story of our fucking asshole, Joseph Fritzel. You're welcome. I don't like this. <laughs> I think I broke Celeste. She stopped talking after she found out where the kids were from. I can't stop looking at her. <laughs> Uh, to add to your other question, Celeste, he did have the same amount of daughters with her, seven, or just kids. They had the same amount, not one less. So that's when he stopped being attracted to them, seven kids? I mean, 
Amen. In his defense. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Don't you dare. Don't you dare. Yeah, he's not that bad. Some men leave after four kids. I'm just joking, but my God. What a fucking psycho. I, I legit think this guy's the worst, one of the worst people that's ever lived. Like, you gotta be fucking kidding me. Yeah, I did. I did not like this one. I did not care for this one. I can't fix this one, man. I can't. Yeah. There's, there's nothing. There's not funny enough. I can't. What do you do? What do you do with this information? You know? This wasn't like, wow, human psychology is fascinating. And there were, there, there were like, you know, innocent bystanders that had to die. But what a fascinating look into the human psyche. This was just bullshit. This was just fucking garbage. Why wouldn't you just tell her where the babies were coming from? I just, <laughs> I don't like where the babies came from. You're not alone. You're not alone in that sentiment. I'm a big, like, believer in nature over nurture or nurture over nature same but i mean sometimes you just hear a story like i get it that he was he got beat and everything like that but a lot of people were treated that way and don't fucking tie their kids up and put them in the basement like that yeah like elizabeth who was treated exactly like that and uh demanded that her kids get medical care and took care of them in a tiny fucking room and cared about them exactly so like the nature thing pops its head up a lot of the time and i don't know what to like that's just pure evil that's fucking that guy's evil I wonder like what percentage of evil is it's also insane you know like, because like you like when you say that he doesn't realize or he never admitted to doing anything wrong the only way that that's possible is if he didn't he doesn't think that it's wrong and you can't be like a fucking sane person and not realize that that's horribly wrong i think if you were raised in entirely nazi culture i think that it's possible you might be able to justify it every culture's lunacy seems sane to members of that culture because that's how the nazis were program to think about people totally. jews and but and- not usually they're they're uh you know of the like yeah, sanity is only is based upon who wants to say what what's insane and what's not like if this was 500 years ago and he was a king and he had a fucking concubine locked in a basement making her make have a kid that would be okay for him and no one would think he was crazy because he's king probably people would think he was crazy but i mean it was just a different norm you wouldn't need a dungeon class and fucking time period and everything crazy changes all the time so that's what I'm saying. This nature. Yeah. I feel like, like that guy's just evil. I don't care totally. if he was, born, you know, like, and, and that's to me, that's, that's the interesting part for this is like, I don't really believe in na- nature side. Of, like I do, but, but I feel like nurture takes over way more. This one's the total nature. I think like, that's, what's crazy about it to me. It's just, wow. How do you get so fucked up and still at the end of it all go, you're wrong. I'm okay. Uh, I realize it is bad enough that I have to change my own last name in prison, but not enough for me to admit that I did it. But it's wrong. only it's only so you don't get punched yeah, in the totally, face anymore. Totally. And once it's, yeah, it has nothing to do with with being feeling bad. It's just I don't I don't like the bad press. I did not think it was remorse at all. It's just like you yes, like none of it is like an avenue that he chose to take to like in realization. You know, it's like okay, well I'm not wrong for uh, raping my daughter for. You know, 25 years. More than 25 years. It was like 30 years. Was it 30 years? Yeah. Because she was 12 when he started. 1977 he started to 2000. So 32 years. Yeah, 31 years. This fucking guy. But he didn't He didn't rape any of the kids, at least the his grandkids. Apparently, no. Uh, apparently, no. And I tried, to, I tried to dig at that a lot. Apparently, she was the only one. I do, and I've heard a couple other people uh, write and say that they he was probably grooming cursed in which i i agree with how them. old was the oldest 19 they spent 19 years their first 19 years of their life not seeing the sunlight like not seeing the sunlight well that sucks yeah 
I knew it was going to be a bad one. That hurt. Oh yeah, thanks for uh, it's going to be a bad one. Let me call it Darren. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it will be minus a person, so it's just going to be a more intimate setting. It'll be great. Yeah, he was like, "What am I joking around about today?" Yeah. I'm like, "I'm keeping it a secret." <laughs> so he's like, "Oh, good, I could be sarcastic about it." Just anything. a little kidnapping, imprisonment, incest. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I could, but it's going to be like it's going to be awful, and I won't even say it. You know, it'll be just for that purpose, and I'm not doing that. No, but it's, we can make fun of Fritzel. Like, have you ever seen Fritzel? You ever see this fucking guy? Does he look like a schnitzel? No. He's scary looking. I don't like him. Ew! <laughs> yeah, he's creepy. And he, I, there's a there's a documentary that I watched. What's it called? Fritzel, a monster or something. It's legitimately something like that. Fritzel, the monster. Real bad. Uh, Austria. <laughs> Real bad dude. But anyways, they have like uh, his, her, like Rosemary's sister on there talking. And they have like his best friend who has a bunch of footage of them in Thailand together on vacation you knew rosemary's a bigger rosemary's a bigger girl a sturdy gal yeah a sturdy gal and he's out there buying like a sundress for like a skinny fucking so where's he bringing that does he come back from he would leave enough food that was another thing that i didn't talk about that i did come across he would leave enough food for them for three days or whatever but if he went on vacation he would just give them a bunch of food and by the time he gets back from his fucking thailand vacation hopefully they had enough and they're like the cops are like, how come you, what, what would have happened if you would have like an accident or something, you would have died on vacation and you, nobody would have known they were there. He's like, I don't know. They would have figured it out. They always do. They would have, just, he would have just sealed them in the basement. No one would have ever found them. I think he's gone above and beyond to prove that he wasn't really concerned with their well-being. you know? Yeah, no, it's crazy to me. There will be, there will be no exception. He will not care about their well-being. That's crazy. He had so many daughters. I wonder why he picked her. Maybe she was the strongest willed of them all. Uh, a lot of people say that she was the prettiest, but I'm like, that's subjective, man. Mm. What does that mean? Well, like you're just saying him. that to say that to him. I get it. But I mean, did he ever I don't say think that? so objectively? Like there's a family photo of all of them and I don't, they all are about equal attractiveness. Well, that's exactly. I'm going to choose to not rate them on an attractive scale. Yeah. And it's, I don't know. I think it's more because everybody else, I think it was probably a personality thing because you said uh, they heard that she was like sharp and she was quick witted and she would talk back even as a kid. That's what I, cause she's the strongest one. And he was like a challenge. Yeah. So she, he wanted to beat her talking shit out of her and it never happened. Then she's, then he starts molesting her and then she's still fucking worse. Like it's not subduing her enough. This guy's a control freak. Like, like most crazy serial killers are right. And I, I seriously don't, uh, there's another case that they're trying to link to him at the uh, hotel that he owned, the inn. There's no nothing ever s- stuck on it, though, but I do sincerely believe he murdered others. Like, I believe he murdered someone 100%. at that. 100%. That's like with uh, all that Gacy shit that keeps coming to light. It's like, why would you doubt it, you know? Yeah, no, Joseph Fritzl's a piece of shit. Austrian, fuck you, Austria. I know you gave a Schwarzenegger, and Schwarzenegger is a fucking gem. You got his Fritzl's, too. Actually, Schwarzenegger... Uh, Schwarzenegger to bring up maybe this will be a good way to end this but Schwarzenegger and a bunch of other Austrian celebrities gave a bunch of money to Elizabeth and them so they would uh, never have to worry another day of their life and hopefully Schwarzenegger gave her the whole spiel gave her the whole go get your nails did and get your teeth replaced because I know you never brushed them before or you never seen a dentist before you know I hope they got the whole thing hopefully it wasn't like family money that he sent her Schwarzenegger <laughs> Yeah, here's money. Just don't tell everyone. Uncle Fritzel was what your. I'm Uncle Schwarzenegger. Yeah, everyone in Austria is related, or no? Um, he's you know just because it would be like Nazi money. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm glad that most of them are still alive. Nazis at the same time, like the Nazis. That's a lot to live. <laughs> most with. of them are dead. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. Well, yeah. Col- yeah, I don't know. I can't imagine living with that. And do you think Rosemary knew anything? Yeah, I definitely think she knew. Yeah. I think that a mother and daughter have a certain kind of relationship, especially when they're both like battling against the same like villain in their life, which would have been Joseph for both of them. They would have yeah. had a probably a close relationship. And I, I just don't think that she would believe it that Elizabeth would bail and never talk to them or that or that elizabeth would abandon her kids there plus how many times did she say it was definitely her on the phone or have kids without her there i think would be a big part of it too like as a mom i feel like your daughter when they have their first kid they go to their mom i get it if you run away and be free for a little while but i feel like when a baby came along you'd reach out to mom and i just drop it off on the doorstep yeah no, uh, that right there. Like, let's pretend he believe she believed until the baby came, and then after that, she must have had questions, right? That's like, another thing that I was gonna say. If Elizabeth had a baby and genuinely couldn't take care of it, the last fucking place she'd send it is to Joseph, and Rosemary would know that. But Joseph was like well respected around town too. I never, I didn't really hammer into it too much, but like on their golden wedding anniversary, which would have been in two thousand seven, the year before, they had like the whole town came up. The mayor was at their house while she was downstairs with fucking three kids. You know what I mean? Like this guy was such a psychopath, such a fucking psychopath. Yeah, well, their ability to mimic normality is like is every in every. Time it's frightening. It like scares the shit out of me every time. Yeah, like this is like Gacy vibes. Same thing. Yeah, there's, a, right? there's like surprised element is like so, like no, like because you know there's two kinds like Dahmer where you're like, hey, his fucking parents knew, you know, like his dad was like, yeah, I probably right. should have seen that one. But then there's like Ted Bundy's and uh, you know Gacy's and shit where people are like, hey, it was the best thing ever, you know, and like even after they're yeah. arrested, they're like, we don't believe him still. What else? It's like what. They dug up 90 people under his house. There's DNA all over his face. He <laughs> confessed. <laughs> like when when does uh, the doubt oh, no longer like given as a benefit, you know? Oh, geez. I'm tired, Richard. That that one hurt a yeah, lot. Yeah, cool. I was having a good day and now this sucks. <laughs> I need a while. <laughs> Put a fucking tile and I'd feel bullshit. a little bit better about it if our next story wasn't also incest. All right, guys, thank you so much for listening to another episode of Unethical Podcast. If you're not in the Facebook group, stop being such a silly goose and come find us at Unethical, the official Unethical Podcast group. If you find you just can't handle the anticipation until the next episode, then it's a great time to join our Patreon, where we have a ton of extra unethical content, and of course, our brother podcast, Private Dicks. And in case you didn't hear the good news, Private Dicks is now Public Dicks. Every two weeks, an episode of season one will drop wherever you eat your podcasts, and our lucky Patreon patrons are literally living in the future, listening to new episodes from season two. On the fence about it, have a listen to the trailer and see what you think. If you've got a case, big or small, give the private dicks a call. And yes, the phone number is real. Enjoy! Have you got a mystery that needs solving? Where is Amelia Earhart? We know. Who the hell was D.B. Cooper? Bah, easy. Bermuda Triangle? Probably solve that one next. Here at Private Dicks, we guarantee a mystery solved every episode. That's with a capital G. Every second Friday, the Private Dicks take a client, record their session, and solve the world's greatest mysteries. One by one. Private Dicks solve them, no problem. God, I love just crushing mysteries. Search up Private Dicks on your favorite podcatcher and you can solve a mystery too. The mystery of what's your favorite podcast?
It's Private Dicks. Another one solved. If you have a mystery to be solved, call 1-855-PRVTDIX. That's 1-855-PRIVATE-DICKS. Call 1-855-PRIVATE-DICKS and leave us the rundown of the case. Maybe the dicks will solve it. It's 855-PRIVATE-DICKS. Because I'm straight when it comes to humans, but fucking gay from old people.